0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles.
2: Coming up on NBA Today, the Battle of L.A. it did not disappoint. How LeBron, he turned back the clock to deliver Kawhi and PG, their first loss to the Lakers in over three years. Plus, sticking in the West, Klay Thompson, he stole the crown from the Kings yet again last night. Who's the key for the Warriors to get back to the promised land? We discuss. And we're also going to go coast to coast where the Celtics made history. I mean, 150 points in regulation perk? Come on now, NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. He is Kendrick Perkins. She is Sinead Gumake. I'm Malika Andrews. I don't know, guys, was last night, was it the best night of the regular season thus far? Yes. I mean, absolutely electric. The stars were out across the street at Crypto.com Arena in the battle for Los Angeles. I'm a little glad I pushed my grandma bedtime back (laughs) in order to (laughs) make it to the fourth quarter because it was a playoff atmosphere. Let's show you what happened here. The Lakers, the Clippers delivered an overtime thriller I'm gonna just call it right now. It was the game of the year so far. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, James Harden in the building. P.J. Tucker actually suited up for this one, of course, also part of that trade. Kawhi Leonard, my friends, playing in the second night
3: of a back-to-back where he played 33 minutes the night before, 18 points in the first, Jeanette. Look, once in a while, we get the vintage Kawhi that wants to come out there and make a statement, especially against the competition's best. He started out of the gate, hot. He had 22 in the first half.
2: The Clippers led by 13. Oh, Ooh, that was the play. <laughs> Got
1: him doing the stanky
3: leg.
2: Oh, do the stanky leg. <laughs> LeBron James loves it. Austin Reeves knew that the Lakers needed a little bit more from him.
3: And he needed that one for
2: his confidence. Well, and then the Lakers outscored the Clippers by 15 in the third. So on to the fourth we go. Tie game, LeBron James elevates.
1: Yes, doing what he do best, getting his leg back. But look, that midi. They always middie. talk about getting middie. to his middie. sweet spot. This and is look, a signature. We already- they knew it was coming. Big Zubak on the switch? Take that. And hey, look. Look look, LeBron. You I
2: don't get... want none of this smoke. LeBron had 12 in the fourth, but uh-oh. Here comes the Clippers. Russell Westbrook hits
3: the three. Cuts the lead to five here. Look, there's no bigger motivation for Russ to have a good game than his new teammate on the bench. All three of the Clippers' stars really were
2: showing out last night. Little Ann won there for Paul George. Didn't make the free throw though, but made up for it on this play. Look. Over D'Lo. Top what? three.
3: That's playoff basketball right there. I mean, just being able to make the shots when they matter most. Paul George with a, great, with a great frame as well, especially in the fourth quarter. 20 in the fourth for Paul George.
2: Final seconds here. This is who you want to have the ball. He was hot all night. Couldn't quite get it to go. Is that a little shade? Is that a little ice made shade for Paul George? On to overtime. Paul George would foul out of the game, but Kawhi Leonard, turnover here. Anthony Davis is pushing it up. Don't this you is do it. Year twenty one. Shanae
3: is standing up in her chair. Jason Tatum was probably standing up when he tweeted that. Oh, LeBron a, nice is doing he was a nice tub. He's a nice tub. LeBron James last year led the league in fast break points per game. How is he doing this? His son is even mystified. His sons are loving it. Kawhi
2: elevates, gets it to go. This was a game. Final seconds, three point game to the corner. Three point can't go. Christian Wood is there for the cleanup. <laughs> Lakers get the win, 130-125. The celebration continued into the locker room. But here's the deal. LeBron, just five games into his 21st season, he already has two of the three highest scoring games for a player that's been in the league as long as he has. He smashed that record with 35 last night. LeBron, I don't feel like he has all that much to prove, right, in in year 21. But what did you learn about LeBron watching him in this mode last night,
1: Perk? Something that I already know. Number one, he's still the face of the league, and he's been holding their throne, and no one has dethroned him. And number two, right, Making people around him better and making them elevate their game. Absolutely. Iron sharpens iron. If you go back and you look at the history of LeBron James' teammates, you look at the situation when Cleveland traded for Iman Shumpert and J.R. Smith. The main piece was Iman Shumpert, But then J.R. Smith get alongside LeBron James, and we saw how that went in Cleveland. I watched Cam Reddish yesterday looked phenomenal on both ends of the floor playing with a level of confidence and that's what LeBron James do like not only is he great but when you get in that locker room and you get on the floor with him all of a sudden you elevate to a certain standard and I watch him rub off on people
3: my takeaway was love him Hate him. If you did not have goosebumps watching what he did, you don't have a pulse. Because the reality is there are very, very few people, individuals, not even talking about sports, that can capture hearts, minds, emotions, even if you're a Clippers fan, the way way that he did. Again, Perk. There are only a handful of Clippers fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Thank you. But, like, you're grateful to be in that environment no matter who you're rooting for. Mm -hmm. What LeBron James did was special, oldest player to lead his team in points, assists, rebounds since Michael Jordan. Like, what? you it was one of those things his word is witness and we're all witnesses to greatness once again and I think it was bigger than sports there
2: were so many jaw-dropping stats but when I look at the box score there, there's two numbers that stand out to me the 42 minutes right that mm. James played as well as the 19 point hole the Lakers dug themselves out of those numbers made an impression on LeBron James as well
1: well the first thing I said when we came to the bench when it went to overtime I said uh guy's killing me man I'm I'm Trying to keep my minutes down. Now it's another five minutes. I'm adding on to it. I, you know, I look right at D-Law. I said, "Knock that down for me." So, so I ain't got. So I ain't got to play another five minutes. But I mean, obviously, I'm definitely a competitor, and um, you know, there's going to be a line. There's definitely a, a line that we want to kind of stay at. And some games are going to be, you know, dictated on his own. Some games will have the ability to be able to, you know, not have my minutes up as much. But I know when I'm on the floor, I can make plays. I can make things happen for our team, you know, both offensively and defensively. But we'll do a, we'll do a good job as the season goes on as far as just making sure that we're in the wheelhouse where we want to be.
2: No one knows LeBron James quite like Brian Windhorst, our senior writer, who is here with us. Brian, I'm curious, how sustainable do you think this formula is for the Lakers? Leaning on LeBron, once again, the thing that we talked about, their depth trying to save them from as they continue to try to salvage their situation in late games.
0: Yeah, it's a good news, worrying news for the Lakers. Like, LeBron's fourth quarter play in these first five games is as good of a fourth quarter stretch as we've seen in his career. He's averaging 10 points and shooting over 60% from the field in the fourth quarters, and that's been huge for the Lakers. That's been a difference-making uh, performance over and over to get them to this 3-2 and record, and the reason you're seeing him do this is because this is healthy and fresh LeBron. He's able to have that explosion. He's able to push off that foot again, which he wasn't able to do at the end of last season. This is what you want to see LeBron have in the tank when you get to the end of the year. and That's why the Lakers were really hoping to avoid this. He's actually averaging more minutes per game this year than he did last year. And you look at AD leading the league in minutes. Now, the reason they are guys is because the Lakers have played three overtime games. And the reason they've played three overtime games is because they haven't been able to get it done in regulation. Yeah. They really love their depth at the start of this season. Their depth hasn't played out this first uh, seven to ten days. They've had some injuries for sure. Last night they were missing five guys. But the guys that they've needed down the bench haven't been able to do it. So they've needed to rely on AD and LeBron. Those minutes go up. The performance goes up. But you could even tell last night. You hear, you know, there was an amazing effort. Yeah. But LeBron is savvy. He's been around. Here he's talking about already watching those minutes, already worrying about what this means. So, look, it was one night in November. We're not going to freak out about sure. it. But this can't be something that happens over and over.
2: But the very, very early trend is that the Lakers have been digging themselves into these big holes early on in the first quarter and then just not being able to come out of them. So, Perk, real quick here, I want a perk percentage chance that this is sustainable, the, the, the load that LeBron is carrying.
1: A hundo. <laughs> you know what a hundo is? A 100%. <laughs> Let me me explain why. We know that LeBron James, right? He's striving for greatness. Yes, he wanna win another championship, and he's gonna continue to pile on for his resume, okay? We understand that. But before the season, LeBron James dedicated this season to who? Bronny James. So he's out there playing with a different type of motivation and a different type of spirit. When your son and your child goes through something like Bronny did, All of a sudden, that impacts you. And I see LeBron playing with a different passion and a different purpose. So if you're asking me is he going to be able to sustain this, yes, because he's playing with a passion, a purpose, and a reason, which is Bronny James, who he dedicated this season to.
2: Statistics was my worst class (laughs) in school, but I do remember something about there being variables that affect the outcomes, and health seems to be the biggest variable in that 100%. Let's get to the flip side of this because the Clippers' big three, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook. Look at this. They combined for 97 points, the most they have ever combined for as a trio of teammates. But they were also aware that no matter how much they're clicking right now, adjustments, they are coming, right, with the addition of James Harden.
1: I mean, great additions, obviously, James is... Superstar, proven that year after year, another playmaker,
4: another scorer, leader, You know, really happy to have him here. It's going to be sacrifice. You know, it's only one basketball, and, uh, yeah, we just got to figure it out from there. But uh, I think we all are uh, old enough to understand uh, what we want to do here, and, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. What do you think it's going to take for the entire group, including yourself, to get through the process? Well... <laughs> give it a break y'all yeah.
1: it'll be a process yeah.
4: like i don't have a, i don't have the answer i'm i'm not i don't i'm not a i don't know i don't have the i don't predict the future i don't know what's going to happen like I, I don't know bro but it's going to be a process it's going to be ups and downs it's going to be good games bad games it's not just going to come
1: together and mesh and we're going to be perfectly fine that's unrealistic expectations for everybody
2: Kirk, you're having a pretty strong reaction to those words from Russell Westbrook. Who do you think is going to have to make the biggest sacrifice to make it work?
1: I mean, we were on the countdown yesterday when I said a prayer for T. Lou. The whole team is going to have to sacrifice, right? Especially Russell Westbrook and James
2: Harden.
3: Janae? Yeah, I agree. Okay, simple as that. I think that the biggest sacrifice... Uh, is going to have to come from, obviously, the point guards, but it's got to be Russ, just because, you know, he's been through some stops, too. It feels like he knows it. He knows it. From the tenor of those comments. It may not be easy to realize in real time, but by the time the basketball is being played, I think Russ will will understand that, hey, it was out of his control picking this, but he's still going to have to be a professional because James Harden is here to help them win and compete. Brian? Brian?
0: Yeah this is what I want to watch. So Lawrence Frank gave a press conference before the game talking about the trade. And He said that you know James Harden has set the standard that he'll sacrifice. That he should have been an all-star last year but he had sacrifice with the Sixers. And I would say no matter what James Harden wants to say and what he might say when he talks to the media for the first time, I don't think the sacrifice worked out well for James Harden in Philadelphia. He gave up a ton of money And then last year took a huge back step to lead the league in assists so that Joel Embiid could shine as the MVP. And when he got to the end of the tunnel, he didn't get what he thought he was going to get at the other end of it. So I do think that he'll come in with a sacrifice mindset, Mm. but I wouldn't blame James Harden if he was a little once bitten, twice shy, especially if we get into this process, because at the end of the day, yes, James Harden wants to win with the Clippers. He wants another contract. And at the end of last year, there was no market for him after the way he played last season he that is something to watch Sure. because I wouldn't I wouldn't just make the assumption that James Harden's you know sacrifice mindset is going to be the same as it was
1: when he first got to Philadelphia I feel bad for Russ he did everything and more has been great since he put on the Clippers uniform last night was impressive yeah and he's going to have to sacrifice Let's go be hard. I agree. Let's go be hard.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We are expecting actually to hear from James Harden for the first time since he put on a Clippers uniform, since he became a member of the Clippers later today. We're going to have full coverage of that on our show tomorrow. But coming up this afternoon, I mean, Dr. Gray said it, right? Y'all know me, still the same OG. You can't forget about Clay. He added to his list of unforgettable about moments. About <laughs> moments. Where does last night's game winner rank? And the new look Celtics, I mean, they're doing Ooh. something that's only ever been done three times in NBA history Find out what that is coming up next. Plus, we have a new segment. We're headed to the Bounce House. It's the best dugs from the first week of play across the association. But make sure to scan right now. Get your phone out. Let us know which one did you like the most. That was a monster from Chet Holder in there. That was clean. But wasn't the best dunk of the week. We're going to reveal what America thinks at the end of the show. See if they agree with Perk. Perk.
0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
4: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free Bright Side Breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
1: NBA Today is brought to you by Marvel Spider-Man 2 for PlayStation 5 console. Rated T for Teen.
2: All right, it wasn't the Bay Area last night. It was the Clay Area. Hey! Steph Curry, Clay Thompson in Sacramento taking on the Kings. This one came down to it. So we're going to pick it up in the fourth quarter. Oh, this is just unfair, Steph, playing with them.
3: Come on, in and out behind the back.
2: But then again, Malik Monk out to DeMontis Sabonis Bank's off open. the glass.
3: It is the chase center.
2: <laughs> well, it, yeah. It is. <laughs> gotcha. uh, and then Klay Thompson, watch him here, final second. Yes, sir. Klay Thompson, 14 well, points, two rebounds, two assists. Steph Curry, 21, 5, and 3. The Warriors get the win, 102-101. This is what it looked like, courtside (laughs) and Chase Center. Look, even Draymond, Steve Kerr, everybody is thrilled. This is how it sounded after the game.
4: I mean, you know, Bob, I get going left I step back and rise up. It's tough to to stop, but uh, didn't have my best shooting half in that second, but I stuck with it. That's the beauty of this game. You stick with it, you play hard, you play hard defense. I mean, the basketball
1: guys tend to favor you. Those moments where, you know, Clay hits a huge shot, first person gets the bear hug of his grandma, like there's some poetry in that. So it's kind of cool. I, was, I, I don't ever take those moments for granted, knowing how long we've been doing this.
2: Say it with me, Perk. Clay Come on. Come on. <laughs> So <laughs> Last night was Clay's third game winner against the Kings alone. Let's take a wow. trip down memory lane, shall we? Because here's what happened. His first, it was actually 10 years ago. He hit this corner three, time running out, give the Warriors a two-point lead over the Kings. They eventually won that game 87-83. Fun fact, Richard Jefferson, he also had three points in that game. Good for Rich. Uh, then, of course, we're not, we're not going to forget this. It was two years later, 2015. Clay made NBA history. 37 points in one quarter. He made all 13 shots, including a league record, nine three-pointers in a quarter. He finished with 57 in the game. Just insane. And then, 2018, down one. Clay followed up his own miss to take the lead. Just over five seconds remaining in this one. Look at the little flex he's got going on there. He finished with 31, 117, 116 win over the Kings. That all led, of course, to last night. I mean, the step back, the jump shot, take the lead, only two seconds left remaining. The Warriors have now won four in a row. And here's Draymond with a little homage to one of Clay's post-game habits after the game.
1: Anybody think it's gonna fly? Y'all doubt all right, y'all not alright. So about four people doubt not doubting me.
3: Ah
4: That is terrible. Terrible. That thing is not flying anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> We could have a throwing contest. Yeah, Nothing you mean it upside no like over there? Yeah. So. Like this. Exactly. <laughs> Terrible engineer.
2: <laughs> I don't know if we're better engineers. I don't know if our ergon- no, ergonomics or chairs, aerodynamics, aerodynamics are better. I think we should try. We should we should practice. We should make some some paper airplanes. And, and while we're working on it, Brian, we know the goal for the Warriors, this team, is to win a fifth championship. So who is the most important warrior? Not most important airplane maker uh, to get the <laughs> Warriors back to the finals.
0: Yeah, not featuring that highlight, unfortunately. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, right. I really think, is a guy to watch for the Warriors, you know. Um, Wiggins was their second best player when they won the title two years ago. And last year, I know there's been a lot paid attention to their chemistry and the issues that they had with Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. But when Andrew Wiggins had to leave the team to deal with those personal reasons, he was never really the same, and they just weren't the same as a team. And he really had to use the back end of the season to try to get back in condition. And even this year, as good of a start as they're off to. Wiggins hasn't quite been himself. You know, Steve Kerr has talked about how he wasn't quite at the top of his game at the start of the season, right. um, which I think is a you know code for his conditioning wasn't really where they wanted it. He elected not to play for the Canadians over the summer. Um, he has not finished some of the games uh, down the stretch, a couple of the early games. And Wiggins, because of his ability defensively, because of his versatility and who he can guard, how important he is rebounding the basketball for them, Wiggins is the guy that can elevate where they are as a, as a whole team. And so yeah. that's the guy you really need to be watch and he really needs to be in, in, in sort of this 2022 condition as we get into the back half of this
1: season. You well, just
2: dropped so much knowledge, and yeah. I'm, I'm like working so hard on making sure my it's, it's, angles are precise here. Continue, Perk.
1: It's all about the toss in the airplane. But look, here's the thing, and the producers are going to be mad at me. Uh-oh. I originally oh, no. had Andrew Wiggins, and I got to thinking. It's all about Draymond Green. Mm. It's all about Draymond Green, the guy that anchors their defense, a guy that is in the Western Conference that has somewhat given Jokic problems when he defends him. Mm. And in order for the Golden State Warriors to get to where they're trying to go, and we know it's not a secret of winning the championship, guess what? They're going to have to go through the defending champs at some point, and you're going to have to go through Jokic. What guy can you name in the league outside of Dray, besides Draymond Green, that could actually contain him?
2: I just feel a like bit. that's a fool's mission to try to contain Nikola Jokic. I think
3: mine looks okay. Yeah. Just like our fool's yeah. mission to like yeah. Make yeah. Fight. I think I did it's it inside out.
1: I mean, you just gotta let it
3: toes. <laughs> okay, yours came. Return defender. <laughs> yeah. My turn. Here we go. Right. Let's see. Go. Oh! <laughs> Flight. It took flight, and that's what the Golden State Warriors are hoping to do. today. last word on the key for Golden State. You know what? I think it's really their collective IQ. We're going to look at that final play by, you know, Klay Thompson offensively and say, wow, that was amazing. I think his teammates love that. But the reality is they won the game defensively. And watch what happens right here at the end of the game. Yeah. So bonus is trying to send a player screen for Monk to go to the rim. Guess who sees it? Steph and also CP3, so they start coaching. And so they're like, hey, there's gonna be a back flare screen. They're telling Wiggs, keep your eye on Monk, stay under. He does exactly that, he's physical under Sabonis. This is coaching from the sidelines in real time, and he's able to be in a position to deflect the ball. So as much as we love Clay's shot, I love that even more. People ask, what does Chris Paul bring? Well, it looks like Chris and Steph are on the same page coaching whether they're on the floor or off. And I love that the Warriors' chemistry brings you good things like plays, like, you know, makes and then also good things like that as well.
2: You're so right. I was talking to Bruce Frazier, an assistant coach for the Golden State Warriors last week, and he said there's not many teams that have a higher collective IQ in Mm. the NBA than us, and that is what we are Mm. banking on. We get to see the Warriors in action against the Thunder tomorrow night. All right. so to come on NBA to Hey, Perk, let's check in on your Celtics because they have unleashed a starting five. It's rewriting the history books, what they've been doing on the court that's breaking records only four games into the season. And Perk, have you voted yet? Which is the best dunk of the week? We're debuting a new segment, Bounce House. You get to vote the best dunk that we have seen so far. We're going to reveal the results at the end of the show. See if Kendrick Perkins and Shanae Gumake agree with your pick. Scan the code now. It was a packed night of hoops. So let's go coast to coast, the undefeated edition. Heading into the night, there were three remaining unbeaten teams: the Mavs, the Nuggets, and the Celtics. So first, the Timberwolves—they handed the Nuggets a 21-point loss. It was their first of the season. Denver only had 89 points. They were also held to under nine lead only once last season. Perk. So are you buying the Timberwolves the number one ranked defense?
1: Hell oh no. Hell oh no. And hey, look. Glad that they got their win last night, but at the end of the day, they got to be consistent, especially call Anthony Towns on the defensive side of things.
2: They do have the three-time Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert, but there's been some fit issues thus far that they're still trying to sort of work out. Meanwhile, the Mavs, they're 4-0 now. They beat the Bulls, snapped. Lucas snapped his streak of leading the team and scoring every night. Grant Williams, he led the team, 25 points. Dallas is at Denver tomorrow. It's an in-season tournament showdown. Janae. Well, they keep the win
3: streak alive. I foresee a bounce back game for the Denver Nuggets yep. coming off of a loss. Uh, also at home, they're 34-7 and last year, second best in the NBA. So I see Denver uh, bouncing backs. No shade to the Mavs. They've had a great start.
2: Yeah, I, I think I agree with you on that one. It's hard to see Denver losing two in a row, in, especially in the fashion they lost last night. Meanwhile, the Celtics, they're 4-0. They hung 155 points on the Pacers, the second-most points in a game in franchise history. This was also the second straight game where the starters sat for the entire fourth quarter. Of course, no Tyrese Halliburton in this one, but Boston hits the road for the next three games. They will try to keep this streak alive. But here's the deal. The Celtics' starters... They have been absolutely dominant this season. Look at this. They've outscored opponents by over 37 points for 100 possessions. That is the best in the Eastern Conference. So senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski joins us now. And Woj, the Celtics, I mean, they took some big swings this summer, and it's already paying dividends. What has been the key to them getting off to this fast start?
4: They are just overwhelming teams with talent right now. And when they had the opportunity to go out and get Drew Holiday, when he became available, you know, Boston saw a window here where they could have – the deepest, most talented team in the league. And I think this is a team who uh, can absorb regular season injuries. That, that You can see how many different guys they, that could carry them for a stretch. And certainly this is a Boston team whose championship window, not just this year, but going a few years forward. They made the holiday trade with an expectation they can re-sign him this summer. They still want to re-sign Derek White. Uh, this is a team built right now. Uh, to win certainly a lot of regular season games at this Eastern Conference.
2: Absolutely. You've seen Joe Mazzulla even say, we, we essentially have six starters, and we're just figuring out how to deploy each one of these players. And even the gap right now, and I know they're growing pains between the Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks, it looks sizable. Brian, what stood out to you the most watching Boston early here?
0: well to be in the conference finals like they were last year and then be able to improve on both offense and defense this is almost an unheard of situation by adding chris apps porzingis they really are able to stretch the floor more effectively offensively which is creating a lot of maneuvering room for both jalen brown and jason tatum jason tatum had 30 points in 27 minutes we saw jalen brown have an explosive game a couple of days ago and then defensively with the ability to play Drew Holiday on the perimeter, with all the respect to Malcolm Brogdon, who was a sixth man of the year last year, putting those minutes to Drew Holiday immeasurably improves their perimeter defense. And then you look at the fact that they are still able to align and play the so called double big. Even yeah. though Al Horford isn't starting, the way Joe Missoula is using his rotation, he still has two bigs out on the court a significant amount of time. But when the Celtics do that, they're very stout defensively. Their overall net rating, You saw that plus 37, but their overall net rating is plus 20 at this point. It's plus 20. I think the next closest is plus 11. They are not only only winning, they're dominating. Incredibly impressive first five games.
1: I'm almost ready to come home. I'm almost ready to come home. Back to the Celtics, you know what I mean? But not yet. (laughs) Not yet. Almost. Not yet for the simple fact that. They are playing beautiful basketball. I love what Derek White and Drew Holiday bring on both ends of the floor. Prozingas has been balling, but I'm going to go back to it. When it comes down to the meat and potatoes, and when things get thick, what is Prozingas going to bring to the table? That's when it, come, when it matters the most. It's cool right now, but I need to see it in the playoff series.
3: Yeah, Yeah, they might be. Actually, let me just go ahead and say this. They are the best team in basketball, top to bottom. 13 players, 13 scored yesterday. Their ability to, like we heard, play big or play small. But then the key to that is having a five that can stretch the floor. They have that. Yes, Perk, I am concerned about Porzingis in the postseason potentially because we haven't seen much so far. But what we have seen so far is that the pressure will not only be on him. It's 13 players that scored yesterday. Again, Malika said, Everyone was able to sit in the fourth quarter. They improved offensively. They improved defensively. And also there's more time to build experience as a. I think the big question mark that we had was coach. How is the coach going to react in certain circumstances in the postseason? I think they're gearing themselves to explore. The same, we, the same way we saw the Milwaukee Bucks score yeah. uh, you know, explore a couple years ago to figure out how to win a championship. We're seeing the Boston Celtics go through that process with a number of players that can play both ways. I am starting to see the makings of a champion. But,
1: but, uh, I want to sell everybody down for a second, okay? Because I just had to look at their schedule. And, I mean, obviously, they played the Wizards. They beat the Pacers. They beat the Heat. They beat the Knicks. They beat the Hornets. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, they really haven't really scratched the surface of a contender and, yet.
3: And I will say... What I'm, what I'm speaking of is the East, because I think the Denver Nuggets, they have all the you know, questions answered, but in the East right now, they are emerging as the team to be. The strength of schedule point is fair, but sometimes teams have tendencies to play
2: down to the team that they are playing, and the Celtics have just been rolling straight through, through doing what they do. All right, trivia question for you before we head to break. For who? You. <laughs> The Celtics, they improved to 4 0 for the first time since. It
1: was probably 2000, and, you know what I'm saying? 9?
2: Hey, ding, ding, ding. Oh. 2009, 2010. Oh. was Big on Kirk the team with that b- Big yeah, was I was leading that reading the way. There you go. Way to go, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> oh, which, thank you so much. Coming up on NBA Today, the in-season well, tournament. To smile. It kicks off tomorrow. Don't miss Steph's predictions for the inaugural event. We have those coming up. Plus, There were some electrifying dunks this week, guys. I don't even know which one I would vote for. It's a tough choice. Good thing we're asking America to make the choice first. Get out your phones, scan, let us know who you think. What was your favorite dunk of the week? We're going to reveal the results, compare them to Kendrick Perkins' choice at the end of the show. You're watching NBA Today. Oh, wait, I'm told we have more video? Oh, Ah! no. Wow. I'm glad I brushed my teeth
3: well today. (laughs) Jesus. No hands, no hands.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're watching NBA today.
2: Ooh, baby, you see that clock? That means the countdown, it is on. The inaugural in-season tournament, it gets underway tomorrow, We're all seven games on the schedule, they're going to look and feel much different. They're gonna mean a lot more than regular season games would as well. And if you need a refresher on why, here is, yeah, I'm gonna call him it, the director of ambiance, Richard Jefferson, with a reminder.
4: All right, everybody, the NBA first ever in-season tournament is now official. But how does it work? Like this. First up is group play. All 30 teams will be split into six groups, three from the east, three from the west, with a random draw based on last year's regular season records. Here's what the groups look like in the west. Here's what they look like in the east. Each team in a group plays each other one time. A total of four games, two at home, two on the road. One, two, three, yeah! Now those games happen Tuesdays and Fridays in November, so set your calendar. Basically, these regular season NBA games also count as tournament games. Now, in each group, the team with the best group play record after those four games, they're moving on. The team with the next best record in each conference two are the wild cards always watch out for the wild cards now we get to the knockout round eight teams single elimination and you know what that means win and move on or lose and you're out and the last four teams standing guess what you're headed to vegas baby that's right In Las Vegas, the semifinal battles will get us to the championship game on December 9th. Two teams in a winner-take-all final to be named champion and be awarded the first-ever NBA Cup. I promise you, you're going to love it.
2: Get it? Got it? Good. All right, fans. They are not the only ones making their picks on who's going to advance in each group. I was, you know, trying to figure out who my favorite, the toughest group, is going to be. But some of the brightest stars, they're already making their predictions as well. Take a listen.
1: First of all, the Suns are going to (laughs) win. All
2: right, let's get it. East Group A, who you got?
1: Give me the Sixers. All right, East Group A. Oh, I mean, come on, Milwaukee just picked up Damian Lillard. I like the way Minnesota's trending, you know, obviously we played Sacramento, they're going to be tough, OKC's okay, so got a lot of young talent. Wimbayama and uh, San Antonio, but all that said, long winded way of getting back to the Warriors.
4: What team do you see coming out of the West as the wild card?
1: Probably the Lakers. West group B. I got to go with the Clippers because I can't pick the Nuggets because they beat us in the playoffs.
4: Now we're going to have you pick a wild card for each one of the conferences. So Phoenix, basically pick Phoenix. Phoenix.
3: In the West, and I'm going to go with Orlando Magic.
4: Let's go with the and Magic. East, A nice yeah. little young team. Up. Yes, sir. Let's go to Group C now. Boston. <laughs> Next. J-Mod.
1: I got the Lakers coming out of Group A. I'm going to go with the Clippers. This is going to be the wild card in the West for you. Can't leave the champs out. It's disrespectful. <laughs> Can't disrespect the Absolutely. champs
4: like that.
2: I love it, the definitive nature of those picks. It all gets underway tomorrow with a group stage doubleheader. Giannis and the Bucks host Julius Randle and the Knicks at 7.30 Eastern. Then the defending champs, the Nuggets, they host the Mavs. Coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern on ESPN and the app. Some sad news from the world of college basketball. Bob Knight, the head coach who built his legacy with three national championships at Indiana and a gold medal with the U.S. Olympic team in 1984, has died on Wednesday in Bloomington, Indiana at the age of 83. Knight, he was known for his fiery demeanor. He won his first NCAA title in 1976 when Indiana went undefeated, a feat that no team has accomplished since. And former Duke coach Mike Shashevsky, who played for Knight at Army, had this to say about him. He said, quote, We lost one of the greatest coaches in the history of basketball. Clearly, he was one of a kind. Welcome back to NBA Today. So Kendrick Perkins, remind me, when you first got into the league, you took a road trip from Houston, right, to Boston. How long was that? How many hours?
1: Yeah, It was 30 hours. I I was country and dumb, and I didn't know that you could (laughs) actually ship your car. Uh. So I drove from Beaumont, Texas to Boston. Yeah.
2: Well, that was before there was GPS, right? So that means now you know your way around a road road map. Yeah, exactly. MapQuest is just a little bit better. So we're going to debut our new segment. It is called Perks road map. And we are going to play uh, a little game here. We're going to lay out some teams that have lost their way a little bit early this season. And Big Park he's going to help them. He's going to navigate their path to figuring it all out. So we're going to start with the Milwaukee Bucks because the Bucks, they hosted the Raptors last night, who entered the game with the league's lowest scoring average and gave up 130 points. It was a blowout loss to Toronto. The Bucks never led in this one. Sometimes this happens, but they fell behind by as many as 27 in the first half alone. Ooh. The team's defensive struggles, they're becoming a little bit of a concern. Because take a look at this. After ranking fourth in defensive efficiency last season, they are 29th in the NBA this season. Milwaukee ranks in the bottom five in field goal percentage, allowed on layups and dunks this season. So, Perk, give me the roadmap here. How do they get back on track? Where are they headed?
1: Well, listen, well, listen. I got this car over here. I'm doing my thing. I'm mixing it up. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so the great thing about today, less Richard and more of yours truly. Okay. Oh, okay. So I've been working on it. You telling me to call fast, but guess what? Got to spin it. Oh, that, oh, that face geez, in the go. camera. That face. Now I don't want you to lock in on that 300-pound version of March Chestnut. Lock into what I'm saying. That's on the sign, okay? And what it says is road work, okay? The Bucks need work on both sides of the floor, and rightfully so. New head coach, Chris Militon in and out of the lineup. Got to figure out the new guys like Malik Beasley. Got to see what, how your rotations are going to go. And got to find an identity on the defensive end and the offensive end of how you want to play.
3: I agree with you, Perk. I think their defense. I mean, you missed Drew Holiday, who was yep. the captain of that defense, and we're seeing the effects and the learning curve. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's You're riding think. with pork on this I'm one. High. All right, l- yeah.
2: let me give you another team that's lost their way a little bit. How about this? The Miami Heat, right? They blew a 15-point second-half lead there. to the Brooklyn Nets. I'm liking this music here. They dropped their fourth <laughs> straight to fall to 1-5 and five on the season. Tyler Hero said, quote, at some point, this has to matter to us. And Bam added, the season starts like this and you get to the deadline and you don't know what's gonna happen. So I don't know exactly what that means, but it is a little bit ominous here. I wanna show you this, Perk. The Heat are off to their worst start since the 2007-2008 season. So what's their roadmap here?
1: Well, let me, let, me, let me work my magic. Let me work my magic. But watch out.
2: How... Oh, back Almost up, it. beep. Oh, oh, reverse, it. reverse.
1: How well, is looking in the camera? Huh? How's looking in the camera? Oh, see. it's looking great. Perfect. But they're having a rough road, right? And it's been it started in the offseason. Missed out on Bradley Bill, missed out on Damian Ludd, missed out on Drew Holiday, lost Gabe Benson, lost Max Struce. So where are they at right now? Trying to find their way and it's got tougher in the league overall. Milwaukee got better. The Celtics got better. The 76ers are better now that they got James Harden out the way. What are they going to do? I still believe in Eric exposure. They'll find a way to get it right, but they won't have that same success that they had last season.
2: All right, last up here, God. the team that has sole possession of last place, the Memphis Grizzlies. They trailed the Jazz by 35 at halftime, lost to Utah 133-109. Memphis fell to 0-5, still has 20 more games until John Moran is eligible to return from suspension. And then take a look at this. Less than 1% of teams that have started 0-5 make the playoffs. So what's the roadmap Ooh, for Memphis? Well, 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 I said this at the start of the season. Let me get the car
1: together, back it up, <laughs> there we go. You're, well, no man, You're a nice one. It. I know. Do not enter. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the roadmap. Do not enter. That's the sign. Meaning they're not going to enter the playoffs. And I said this, with Job being suspended, losing Stephen Adams, no Brandon Clark, Dylan Brooks is gone, and you can say whatever you want about Dylan Brooks, but he bought heart and soul to that team. I see this team being lost, and with the West being so
3: stacked yeah. and
1: being so deep, no I don't error. see the Memphis Grizzlies making up ground to make it into the postseason. Herc, Do not end. You're
3: so good with your driving skills. Can you bring the car over here really quick? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can I, can I grab you? Here we- oh. Perk. come on Perk. One more wheelie oh, for the okay, road, the- oh, the- Right here, right here, Cool. there we go. Thank you, sir. <laughs> there we go. Well done, Nails. that was smooth yeah. with it Perk,
1: well done. I mean when I you have kids, you. you know what I mean, you know how to whip the whips a little bit. All right, ghost my friends,
2: it is the last chance ghost. not to ghost ride and Perk's whip, but to vote because coming up here on NBA Today, we're going to show you the best dunks that have happened in this week one across the NBA. You voted, which was your favorite? We will reveal those results in just 60 seconds. All right, it is time to enter the bounce house. I actually wasn't a big bounce house person as a kid. Me neither. You know, we'll see as an adult. We're letting our viewers pick the best duck of the week, but first let's recap the nominees. The first one is Malik Monk. Kings opening night. Monk trapped on the mask. It's it's the setup by De'Aaron Fox, too. My goodness. I'm sorry. Get out
1: Uh, of here. Look at his face.
2: He knew it was nasty.
1: Oh, Oh, my goodness. And right there, you take the push. I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm good. That one's pretty good. Let's <laughs> see if good. Zion Williamson can top that. The defensive player of the year is in the paint. Don't tell Zion yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. That was clean. Darren Jackson on a post. Yeah,
1: but it was the split of the pick and it was to get to that. It thing.
2: was. Is it, it better than Monkey? This sums up no, the Grizzlies no, start no, to the no. season. Well, fair enough. Well, how about this one, Brian? Victor Wembanyama. he had about four dunks that could have made the list, but this one was our favorite. Wemby right at those baseline, throws it down against the Rockets. What do you think, Brian?
0: I think you can be on one side of the block and dunk from the other side if you're Victor Wembinyama.
1: It was the face-up jab. Go the other way and then the reverse yeah. out of a post. That was filthy.
3: Yeah. Rewriting right. the rules of basketball. Year
2: 21, we got to show him LeBron James. last the game! Eight. Overtime, <laughs> Austin Reeves throws the alley-oop. Austin said that he'd watched LeBron do this so many times as a kid. He just was glad he got to be a part God, of it. That, that is wild. wild. That is a wild concept. The fact that he is still able to do this. All right, who Never had running. the best dunk? We asked. You all voted. Malik, oh, Malik. Oh. by
3: 38%, followed by LeBron James at 31%. Wow. Pretty I, good. I
1: agree with that. They got it
3: right. I think the context yeah, with the win. bronze is the reason why it's number two. What, what
1: do
2: you think, Brian? On the bottom, Victor Wembanyama.
0: Listen, the Kings fans are out in force. They think they're overlooked. They're trying to make their their feelings hurt. Hey, I mean, they
2: have been impressive so far. I know Golden State's handed them a couple of tough losses, but they have had an impressive start to the season. All right, Victor Wembanyama, though, I know he's at the bottom of this list, but he may be in the bounce house once again. He's back in action tonight, a rematch against Kevin Durant and the Suns. The Spurs, I mean, that that was such a fun game. I, said, I know I said the Clippers and the Lakers were the game of the season thus far, but this one was pretty good. Brian, what are you looking for? for in this rematch
0: the Suns were very disappointed with the way this game finished the other night. Yep. I would look for some get-back. Mm. The Spurs have not been good defensively. Here comes some get-back from the Suns mm-hmm. tonight.
2: Some get-back from the Suns. So just a reminder, Wemby had 18-8 eight and four blocks. Kevin Durant had 26 points, seven assists, 12-9. and nine. Uh, Devin Booker is questionable okay. in this one. He, we haven't, we've only seen him in one game in the
3: regular season thus far. What are you going to be watching tonight? I'm going to be watching Wemby just because the narrative the last few days, or at least since the start of the season is that he's gone off to slow starts. You know, the first three quarters he hasn't done well and then the fourth quarter he goes crazy. I think he probably is processing that. I think he's that type of competitor that wants to make a statement and say, hey, I want to win rookie of the year. I hear what y'all are saying. I know I come through in the clutch, but I'm going to show you that I can do it in the first, second, third, and fourth quarter.
2: I feel like it would be An even bigger statement if somehow, some way, and I expect Kevin Durant to come out full throttle whether or not Devin Booker is on the floor. He took that loss, you could see it in his comments at the podium after the game, how unhappy he was. He felt he got fouled on that last play, et cetera, et cetera. But if somehow, some way, the Spurs were able to replicate what they did again. Like, to me, that would be a major statement, Perk. Well, they didn't gave him life. So,
1: a young team coming in after a win like they had against the Suns a couple of nights ago, they're coming in confident, right? Victor, I believe he's going to be consistent through four quarters. Not just getting a spectacular four quarter, but... You know, the kid uh Vassal, Devin Vassell. Vassell, yeah. You know, we you know, you know, in the country we got a different turns, but at the end <laughs> of the day, it's about these Spurs to me and how, you know, they're gonna to continue to grow. If they get this win tonight, Malika, you're right. They're going in the right direction.
2: So here are the prop bets, Brian, for Victor Wembanyama tonight. Sixteen and a half points, six and a half rebounds, one and a half blocks. You taking the over?
0: Oh, all them. Over on the blocks for sure. I'll take the over on the points. Over on the I'll points. I'll take the over on the points. Everything else. Wendy. Guys, the Spurs defense has been horrible so far this year. Wendy, He's been they've been horrible. Wembayama is the only defensive bright spot they have. I think the Suns are running up that score tonight, friends. But
1: Wendy, one and a half blocks? That's what I'm saying. That's that's light work for him. Yeah.
2: You can get that in one play. I'm yeah. telling you, <laughs> get
0: back is coming. One get and a
2: half, one and a half blocks in one play. All right, get back is coming. We have a rematch, right, of the Suns and and the Spurs going down tonight, coming off of an excellent – are you making another paper? I
3: airplane? am. I have to. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to make mine
2: fly. Play games, uh, t- tonight. This
1: was such a
3: great show. It was. No you, doubt know up, um, you know why? You know why? Yeah, because he's Richard's line here. Yeah. <laughs> Shade included,
2: respectfully. Perk tonight for Victor. You're taking, So you're taking the over I'm on I'm
1: taking it. the over on over. everything. I think he's going to go out there and have double-figure rebounds tonight. He's going to have more than a block and a half, and I think he goes for about a dub over, on the points. Over
3: on the points and the blocks. And over see, on my ability to fly. Okay. Come on, baby. Oh, I flew a little bit. Like oh, it? <laughs> Is it
2: wetter or worse than the last
3: one? We're going <laughs> mean, to go better. the first Good job. One was better well you snatched
2: that. Enjoy tonight's game. <laughs> We're going to see you tomorrow. <laughs>